0: You're listening to a podcast of The Lounge with Keaton Nichols. Weekdays, 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. right here on Word Radio, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. My next guest is on the line. Her name is Jacqueline Twilly. Uh, she's an Amazon best-selling author and a career mentor for the Le- the o League and also a uh, Black Career Women's Network. She also has an MBA in leadership. Jacqueline Twilly, welcome to the program.
1: Thanks for having
0: me. I'm excited to join you. I'm, I'm glad we got a hold of you. Um, I, this, this is a very important subject that we want to talk about today. Um, the art of, and I have this in parentheses, salary negotiation, um, an often uh, interesting sort of thing that we almost, I feel like this is never talked about in social circles. But first, let's find out a little bit about you. Um, what, is your, uh, your, your, uh, what are your books that you have written or book that you have written? And what is your career focus? What do you help people do?
1: Yeah, so the name of my book, Navigating the Career Jungle, is a guide for young professionals. Mm -hmm. I have another book coming out later this year, and it will focus on women and negotiation strategies. Mm -hmm. And my work is focused on teaching women how to negotiate. Overall, my mission is to eliminate the gender wage gap. And while there are many reasons Mm -hmm. and factors that contribute to that gap, The one thing that we can control is making sure we don't leave any money on the table. And that's Mm -hmm. by making sure that when we receive an offer, we are advocating for the best deal for ourselves
0: hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, very important subject uh, that we talk about. I mean, you, you oftentimes focus on the ways that women can better negotiate salaries. Um, why, why is it that I mean, other than maybe yourself being a woman? And why do you why do you focus uh, on this issue for women more so than men? What is what is it about uh, women uh, that this message kind of needs to be amplified a little bit uh, louder?
1: Yeah, so, um, again, my mission overall is to eliminate the gender wage gap, and Mm -hmm. that is in large part because I am a black woman. And when I first Mm -hmm. learned about the wage gap just five years ago, I didn't realize that it was as pervasive as it was. The more that I learned about it, it honestly, it took me off. Mm. And um, it set off a fire in me, and that that led to my work, the the work that I do today. Now, the reason why... Women, I focus mostly on women teaching them how to negotiate is because men typically will negotiate more than women. And that's just across the industry. When a man gets a job, uh, his first offer, he'll negotiate, whereas a woman is very hesitant to do so. And part of that is, I believe, due to social norms. You know, as young girls, we're taught from a very early age. Say please, say thank you, and wait until you're spoken to. And so mm-hmm. those things unconsciously stay with us even into our professional lives.
0: Mm. Wow, wow, that's that's an interesting sort of thing to consider. I don't oftentimes uh, think about that, and and this is why you know I I try and gain as many perspectives as I can because I only have one perspective as a black man, right? How this kind of thing goes, and oftentimes as like when I ask my guy friends about this issue. Um, it's totally a non-issue for them. They don't even think about it, right? They don't even think about the idea that there are other people who don't receive that same fair shake, or uh, uh, that yeah, that fair shake at the negotiation table uh, as we do. Because it's if it's not a problem for us, why would we ever assume it's a problem? But we need to have these conversations so that we know. But this stuff is happening um, seemingly everywhere. Um, when you talk about uh, uh, you know this phrase that you have or, the, or, or that you talk about negotiating your worth. Um, you know, kind of what's this process like when when, especially women of color are, are kind of at the negotiating table? What kind of or what is the number one thing in your mind that kind of goes wrong? And what should people remember about that phrase, negotiating your worth?
1: Yeah, so when I use the phrase negotiate what you are worth, this is very much based on not you as a person, but you and your professional skills, the mm-hmm. work that you will be, will be performing. So when we talk about... uh What your market rate is, the market rate is what someone gets paid for a particular job in Mm -hmm. a certain geographic area. And many times we as women, and especially the women I've worked with, will base their salary requirements off of what they need to pay their bill. Mm. And so it's not what you need to cover your monthly expenses. The market rate is actually what people in your geographic area get paid for the work that you do. Mm. And you can go online and find various online resources right. to to get that, but that's where um, one of the big pitfalls is, which is what your question was, where do people kind mm-hmm. of go mm-hmm. wrong? Yep. It's that a lot of that information is self-reported data, okay? And it's going to be a range. So it's averaged out. So once you get that range, that's a starting point. I always say you Mm -hmm. want to talk to someone in that industry and find out, hey, based on my skill level, does this sound about right?
0: Okay. Okay. Okay, I see. Uh, we're speaking with Jacqueline Twilly. She uh, is a millennial career advisor. Uh, has a Amazon best-selling uh, book out there, "Navigating the Career Jungle: A Guide for Young Professionals," um, as well. So make sure you all check that out uh, before we get out of here this evening. And 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 salary negotiation also one of those uh, tricky sort of things because a lot of folks don't know where to start um, or how to assess that value. But you know, as you had mentioned too, there's a lot of Resources of places that you can go and kind of look at what the average market rate is for somebody like, not somebody like you, but somebody that's doing the same job um, uh, as you. That that information has to be presented before you get before you sit down at that table, though.
1: That is correct. So a lot of times, the first step is going to be when you apply for a job, they're going to ask you what's your salary requirement on that online application. Right now. Some states are making it illegal for an employer to require you to disclose your previous salary, which I totally agree with. But Mm -hmm. in some cases, in most states, it's still they can ask you that. You have to require it. I will say that instead of giving your current salary, which Mm -hmm. may not be reflective of the market rate for the job that you're applying to, do your homework first Uh before you apply for that job and put in the salary uh, market rate the job
0: that you are applying for, not necessarily the job that mm. you are in currently. Mm. Now, that's an interesting point, and we're speaking with Jacqueline Twilly, author of Navigating uh, the Career Jungle, A Guide for Young Professionals. I ran into a situation, uh, no, I didn't run into the situation, really, like the whole world did. Monique, um, of course, um, I don't know if you've been following that story, but, yes. um, of course, I find this most interesting because I, th- I think she is bringing up a really important point, part of which what we're talking about right here during this segment, she's bringing up a very very important point about um, you know allowing others. Really, this is how I view it. Allowing others to sort of, as you say, negotiate your worth or a- assess your value um, effectively in Hollywood. And and something that I that she that she says that I think is relevant is that as a as a woman of color, especially as a woman of color, uh, folks are always going to try and give you that low ball sort of number. They're going to try and pay you uh, as little as possible if they're trying to hire you at all. Um, they want to pay you as, as as little as possible. But the of the negotiation came to an interesting point in her story where she felt that she should have been offered something more from the start. And then we kind of find out through the grapevine that there wasn't really a counter offer, at least a strong one um, that was presented um, during that process. If if you know you as a millennial person of color, women of color especially, are. You have received an offer that, um, or, or you have negotiated or started to negotiate an offer rather, that the company is not willing to reach. They say uh, you have assessed your, uh, uh, or, or, or sorry, you've negotiated or you assessed your worth at a certain point and the company has not reached that particular point. Is that your point in your, uh, is, is that sort of a point where folks should walk away from that situation? Um, unlike Monique, Monique kind of complained about the situation, but she didn't move on. But is that something that you would suggest for folks if, for some reason, your standards are not met about your you know, services or your product, whatever? Um, is it okay to walk away and maybe find something somewhere else, even if you've gotten that job?
1: So, yeah, I think Monique's situation is so insightful, and I appreciate that she has shared details of her negotiation strategy because it brings awareness to the importance of having a negotiation strategy. So that point where you would walk away, that should be established before you get into the negotiation.
2: Mm, Because what
1: happens is you get emotional. And I think um, Monique, both her and her manager, have highlighted in interviews how their emotions did flare up. Um, And so... Emotional intelligence is so important because we're human. We're going to have mm-hmm. those emotions. But if you have a strong strategy, coming out of the gate prepared with facts and figures, then you can manage those emotional those emotions and navigate your negotiation a little bit more successfully. Mm-hmm. So, specifically in Monique's case, one of the things that I found extremely interesting was she did not have access to data or downloads and view, views from stand up shows that she had done before. Mm-hmm. And I think had she had that data, she could have presented a stronger case. And also, you know, you definitely have more leverage when you have alternatives.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. So
1: one of one of the things she shared was that the people that she was comparing her offer to, uh, compared to the That's... initial offer she received, those other mm-hmm. comedians had multiple offers on the table. Yeah, absolutely. She did not.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so you have this leverage where you know what you want, but also in that you have other options and you're able to walk away. And I think you always have to be creative when you go into a negotiation, especially in something surrounding digital media. So if mm. I were on her team, one of the things I would have suggested, instead of just flat out saying $11 million, um, throwing that out on the table, I would have probably thrown out some other numbers, more facts and figures, which um, her and her manager have shared a significant amount of mm-hmm. detail into their negotiation strategy, but they did not present the case of facts and figures. And I think, especially when your emotions get lifted, you have to go back to the facts and figures and mm-hmm. not take everything um, personal. It's easy to take it personal because this is your livelihood. This is the money that you're making to support right. yourself and your family. Right. Yeah, but. I'll just throw this out. One of the things I, I was reviewing um, her Breakfast Club interview, and I actually have like four pages of notes.
0: Oh, man. I just things watched things. the whole thing, the whole 40 minutes over the weekend. I don't know. I just I guess I was bored. Right. But I did the I, same I, thing. <laughs> I took
1: down what notes. What I will say is, you know, when you get creative <laughs> with negotiations, uh huh. I think what I would have done is said, okay, if this is what you think I'm worth, when I bring in this viewership, mm-hmm. I'll start off at, you know, one million, and uh, because I think she said she needed at least one million to come off the road for two years. Right, so I right. Threw yeah. that out, and I would have shared that, and I would have said, okay. So once we hit these viewership numbers, and I would have put numbers on the table, downloads, right. whatever you call it mm-hmm. uh, in Netflix language. Let's talk about a bonus uh, of. 5 million or 7 million mm-hmm. or 9 million. They didn't even go that route. Right. And it does not appear that she went to HBO and she had common knowledge that the other comedians sure. have been um negotiating with HBO when they got their deal. So my question is why not say okay, let's pump the brakes for a second. Let's go shop this idea to HBO. Let's go shop this to to Hulu or YouTube or Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many de- streaming services that I think in my opinion, you could have put those on the table to give yourself more leverage if you truly um, wanted to get even more out. But I think the emotions prevented her from doing that.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, there, there's a lot to pull from that situation. And I also don't want to get that we should like beat up on Monique because she's being irresponsible. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no, no. None I, of that. I'm
1: not saying she's being irresponsible. Right. The number one thing I appreciate so much about this situation is she has us talking about negotiation yes, strategy absolutely and the, pa- absolutely. the part that i'm picking apart is not her at all you definitely advocate for your what you believe right. you want and mm-hmm. and you have that option to walk away we all do and mm-hmm. that's so important i give people four steps when i say create your negotiation strategy number 1 is prepare mm-hmm. number 2 is practice number 3 is ask and number 4 is decide In that fourth step, you decide if you want to accept it or walk away. And that's the power that we all have when we negotiate. Mm -hmm. We don't have to accept what's presented to us. We have alternatives. And so, um, you know, that's just that four steps is a basic framework. Of course, it's more complex than that once you get into the nitty gritty. But we do have power to walk away. And that's what makes us have a unique power, regardless of what side of the table you sit on when Mm -hmm. you negotiate.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. We're speaking with Jacqueline Twilley. She's a millennial career advisor, also author... Of the Amazon best-selling book, uh, Navigating the Career Jungle, A Guide for Young Professionals. Um, now, you know, kind of another question that I had here involving this, and actually, we've got a ton of stuff. We got to have you back on because uh, we're running a little short on time. But um, just another question that I had, um, you know, sort of about this. When someone's, you know, kind of already at a job, right? Like you've already established yourself. You've got the job. Um, you know, something that becomes weird for us that we were talking about earlier in the year, it becomes a little taboo, is the idea of discussing yourself salary with your coworkers. So like, Mm -hmm. it's not cool to talk about what person over there who has your same job is making almost as a part of some sort of social morality that we all agreed to. or I don't know what it is, but it's not really commonplace practice to talk about how much you make with folks at work. And oftentimes I think that that can almost play to some of these some of these uh, uh, pay inequity that we see in this country. Knowing if you're an employer that knowing that your employees probably aren't going to discuss how much they make, um, you then have the ability to or a greater ability to exploit uh, some of the folks that are working for you. Um, so, oh, yeah, I was wondering what you thought about that, like discussing salary negotiation, um, like kind of with your coworkers, uh, and also kind of a, a part B for that if you have. Uh, you know, somehow established in your mind that you deserve more. How does, is the negotiation process any different when you're already at the job and you're asking for more as opposed to trying to get the job initially?
1: Right. Great question. So the first part of your question, uh, discussing it with coworkers, personally, uh-huh. I have. Um, when I was in the traditional workforce, I did discuss my salary, especially when I do uh that I was being very much overpaid for people who had way more experience. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I had an MBA, and that d- d- does count. However, you know, the pay disparity was so wide, I didn't share that. And I know other black women who have openly shared their salaries like a paycheck stub put it out there mm. like, hey, this is what I make. But I know a lot of people aren't comfortable with that. And I right. know that that's something that probably won't happen uh, you know, in the ne- near future. Uh-huh. What I will say is when you have that conversation, one of the things that I teach my clients to do is say, this is the salary that I'm being presented with. Do you think that's about right for my skill level? Mm. Because one of the things is, yeah, we can want more money all day long. We could say, oh, my car payment is this. I have student loans. The employer doesn't care they're going to pay you based on the market rate Mm -hmm. so the other part of your question is you have to be able to quantify when you go in and you're talking about a performance review and you want more money if you're doing your job okay you don't get a raise just for doing your job Mm -hmm. you have to be adding significant value to the employer and you have to quantify that so that it makes sense because at the end of the day They're operating a business. I don't care if it's nonprofit or for-profit, okay? Mm -hmm. They're operating a business. So you have to quantify the value that you're bringing in so they can justify moving that money around in the
0: budget. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah that's that's an important uh sort of thing too like did you said you don't get uh a raise for doing your job you know so to speak too some of those things can maybe your vision on it can get kind of skewed you know when you look at other people in your office that you're thinking well i'm working harder than them right so i maybe well not doesn't always necessarily mean that right you said you don't get a, you know get praised for doing your job that's that that's that's your job but reconsidering uh of course you're considering everything that is involved uh around your current situation what um all the research into this that you've told us about during a segment, too, which is also very important before you get to the table, before you negotiate yourself at that table, um, I think is, it's critically important. And we're fresh out of time, but um, we'll definitely have to bring you back on um, and, and discuss some other things uh, regarding especially young people as we um, sort of like we exit college and then we're into this weird middle ground world. And I don't know if anyone has defined that just yet, um, but I think a lot of your work and a lot of the work that I've seen already Uh, kind of focuses in on that uh, I don't want to call them lost group but uh, kind of in between the uh, purgatory of success group you know (laughs) that's kind of sitting there not necessarily done away with or not useless to the world but I think we're navigating a to use your word in your book we're navigating a different world Um, and we got to understand that you know uh, the world's not going to be nice to us especially businesses uh, and whatnot they're not going to be nice to us and we got to be able to arm ourselves with the tools that allow us to be able you know uh, to be important Uh, members of this society in the future, too. And so I appreciate your advice on that. And we definitely got to have you back on soon.
1: It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: All right. All right. And and if folks want to find that book, by the way, Navigating the Career Jungle, uh, a guide for young professionals and your next book uh, that's coming out as well, how do they go about doing that?
1: Yeah, you can go to JacquelineTwilly.com. I have a link straight to the book there. And definitely follow me on Twitter because that's where I will be posting updates about the upcoming book. And on Twitter, I am JV Twilly.
0: That's JV is in voice. That's correct. There you go. The voice is on tonight. That's why I went to that. But anyway, (laughs) JV Twilly, make sure you follow her uh, on Twitter as well. I already have. Thanks again, Jacqueline. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, all right. Been listening to a podcast of The Lounge with Keaton Nichols. Weekdays 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. right here on Word Radio 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD.